It's time to put on makeup on the Muppet Show tonight. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, welcome one and all once again to a very special, very small episode of Duel Wilden. Uh, this week it's just myself and Martin. Hello. And we are here to just talk about some um, things that have popped up over the past, I guess, two weeks or so. And some new games and a lot of betas. I guess March is a big month for a lot of games, so we have... I think three, yeah. beta, three major pages going on right now. For Honor, uh, Ghost Recon, Ghost Recon, and what's the other? What one? else? I thought there was one I more. I, I mean, Halo Wars feel... had one, but I didn't do that. Uh, true. Because um, also we out. have that, that that Conan game is came out in early access. That's <laughs> something. All I know about that game is it has a lot of men testicles. With it, it has it has. Dongs flapping in the wind. It has amazing balls physics. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think it's just the dongs that have physics, well, not not the balls. But I would have to do more research into this. <laughs> <laughs> you do that, and you come back with a full report. Uh, <laughs> but yes, and then we also have Nintendo's, I guess at this point, fourth foray into mobile gaming. But actually, really kind of their first free-to-play game. Or I guess what is, how do you is it gotcha or gotcha? it's a gotcha, gotcha. yeah gotcha. gotcha. Okay, I didn't know how to pronounce it because I always like I I just think of it as a gotcha game <laughs> like literally like we we hook you we got you now um, yeah it it comes from uh, gotcha pon okay uh, these these uh, in 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 Japan you have these uh, machines which are filled with these plastic balls which have like little small presents and trinkets trinkets in them. You throw in, I don't know, 100 yen, 200 yen, I don't know how much it was. I think it was probably 500. Oh, that's maybe too expensive. I don't know. And then you turn around, one of these balls comes out, and then you open it up, and, and something inside. And you have, like, all different kinds of those. Like, there might be one which just has One Piece characters, or whatever. Yeah, we have, I mean, we have stuff like that here. Um, I don't, we haven't even seen them as much anymore. But it, it used to be like when you were a kid. You put a quarter in a machine and you turn it and the ball comes out. And it's usually yep. like you get like a fake tattoo, you get like a plastic ring and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> but was... all this, it's a lot of figures. Yeah, it's, for them, like, there's there. an actual, I guess, it's kind of like um, buying a Lego Brian figure now. Or, yeah, yeah. That. And, 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 and all there, it's still super prevalent. Like when I was in Tokyo, the, I, I once stumbled into a shop which... The bottom floor was just machines like that, which was kind of crazy. There might, must have been like 50 different machines of, See, of kind this of kind. It's kind of weird. I would use those machines more than like a casino machines, which are kind of, you put money in and hope for the best. You pay out with cash, but at least if I got figures, I'd have something. Um, oh, but- trust me. I, I, I pulled a couple of figures. <laughs> but I mean, just to kind of get, I guess we can start there, I, I guess. Well, Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, wait, is this? No, this is Fire Emblem Hero. I always get confused because yeah. I honestly feel like Fire Emblem Hero should be the name of the Mushu game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it 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 would make sense. Yeah. I think it makes a bit more sense than the Warriors does for Fire Emblem. Um, yeah, I but guess. I, but I understand it. Uh, it's also kind of. I mean, so yes, the basic. Pro- I mean, this is a Fire Emblem game. This is a Fire Emblem. I mean, Fire Emblem for babies, I would guess. Um, not to be... Fire Emblem liked. Yeah. 
like the grid, the, the, the play map isn't that huge. Though it does offer a lot of diversity, which I was, because I, I think they said at start it was like 8x8. Eight eight. So I just assumed it'd be a very tiny maps. And, and they're not gigantic maps by any means, it's a single screen. But they offer a lot of different environments, you know, like they bridges and like stuff you see in Fire Emblem, they shrink down to a, a small as yeah. possible map. Like you're, you're not going to get multi-tiered maps like you do in Fire Emblem. You're not going to get, you know, staircases on one level and a map that you have to scroll through to, you know, find everything. I've not finished the game, so I also don't know. There are also only four characters you can use Yeah. at the time. Which I didn't realize... Because I thought, because, like, <laughs> okay, just to show how sure I was. I, I, something happened with my game, because like, the tutorial got messed up, so I didn't actually get any pose of the characters. So the characters I had for a while was just the characters you get through, through, through the story mode. And I'm just like, okay, when does this open up so that I can actually start getting new characters? <laughs> <laughs> and I and then the system wasn't explained to me, so I think I wasted a lot of orbs trying to get characters that aren't that great, and I feel like I'm going to restart it at some point. Um, not to re-roll, but just because I feel like I've wasted a lot of materials just not knowing the systems. Because I thought, like, yeah. when, like, for instance, when you get a, um, when you want to pull a character, it's five orbs. I thought the five orbs would be to pull a team, but it's a single character. And then you yeah. pay four orbs to pull another character in the same batch. And then it's like that, so it's not like five, like, it's not five for a team. Because you always see people pull, like, when I, bleh, because it came out um, early while I was at work, so I can't download it. And I'm watching people pull out an egg. Like, oh, we have a, like a three five-star characters, one four-star, and three three-stars. I'm like, okay. So I just assume there's like one pull and you get a bunch of characters. It's like, no, you, there's a system to it and how it works and everything. And that was an experience to me. I still don't necessarily get it, but whatever. But yeah, I had extra characters, so I'm like, oh. So I went to edit team. I'm like, oh, I just added them to the empty shots. Not realizing that you're actually creating a separate team. So it's whatever four characters is on that page makes up that team. And so I went to a map with like, and there was only two people on my on the screen. I thought, okay, so there's six people. I started like, there's two people. They're both level one. It was a really short game. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, the, the, the thing I, I didn't realize, and I guess part of it is because we're, we're Western, um, is how many characters there is in like Fire Emblem now. I mean, it, oh, yeah. the franchise didn't really take off until Awakening here. But, you know, we had, I think we had the original, and then Sacred Stones, and then the, the, the uh, Wii and Wii U one, uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. I'm pretty sure in Europe, we only, the first Fire Emblem we got was the first one that was released on the GBA. Yeah, which I think is Sacred Stones. Um, and the only reason I know that is because Sacred Stones was one of the games they gave out uh, with the 3DS Ambassador program. So that mm. was the first. That was actually my first experience with Fire Emblem, not counting Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, which I also have to just as a minor tangent. Uh, I also have to say, you know, Smash Brothers. I have Smash Brothers, but I honestly thought Fire Emblem were all sword characters up until I actually played one. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't we get archers or answers or Pegasus or any of those classes in your game? Because then, well, you would have to design really different characters and couldn't <laughs> just, like, change movesets slightly and sell it as a different character. Honestly, like, I didn't know. I, I honestly, like, I understand that most of the main characters are sword wielders. 
I get that. <laughs> but I think so many of their interesting characters are not the sword characters. But if you play Smash Brothers and you throw the fire in them, you think that there's all these swords in that entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, true. And, and, and it's also and it also kind of reflected in they had that um, heroes poll and the top two for every region were the characters in Smash Brothers, Ike and Roy, because people know who those characters are. You may not have played their games, because technically speaking, you would think somebody like Chrome would have been at tops because Fire Emblem Awakening like the highest selling one mm-hmm. in the West. But it's Ike and Roy because everybody knows them for Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, what do you think of the game? It's decent. I mean, for 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 what it is, like I said, it's a bit simplified. It's like not like you can really choose different attacks. If it maybe at least had that, I, I probably would like it even more. But it's it's fun. I mean, there's there is a little bit of tactics in there. I, I just wish it was a bit more tactics based. Because a lot of the time you can just basically can brute force yeah. through it, through leveling or getting like a good character. And and I wish it was a little bit more about the tactics. But at times if you are not over leveled or something, you have to think a little bit at least about it. Um, so in that sense, it's actually pretty good because a lot of these kind of games feel really brain dead so in that sense this is quite an improvement to what these kind of games usually are yeah it's actually kind of interesting too because like the actual story missions are like that but like the special missions seem to be a bit more um difficult or that's yes because like you lose a character and the mission's over in a lot of the cases so it's not Mm -hmm. even like you can lose a few characters and continue on it's like one person so that becomes a lot more about um, you know the, the fire emblem triangle of sword axe and 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 stuff like that, and it's nice that that's always represented visually on screen. But yeah, I was surprised by that because um, you know they did their first major mission this week, and I beat it. But then I went to another one, like they have like the daily ones, and it's like I'm like, why do I keep going to this mission? I'm like, one person died. And I'm like, oh, it's one person, so you have to make sure your entire team's protected. Or you're not yep. putting one person in the line of duty where they're going to take the front force of all the attacks during the turn. Yeah. And and, and some characters have, like, um, movement feels more important in here. So a lot of the characters have, like, special movement skills for, for like, um, for example, Roy can push friendly units once square and stuff like that, or others can, like, pull units to them and stuff like that. So and, uh, you have to... It's good with characters who can use abilities like that to better maneuver around the field. So you have more options in these more difficult missions, as you say. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to like there. I think it's... Um... I don't find the pricing egre- egregious. I don't think anything. Like, I don't know. I think the, I think the orbs are a bit too expensive. But I think you can get through the game without needing to use them, which is. I, I have already beaten it on normal. Yeah. So which is always, yeah. which is always my thing with um, mobile games is like how like, can you continue this game without actually investing money? I'm not saying you shouldn't invest money, but I do feel like there are certain mobile games where it feels like okay. Okay, like Super Mario Run, for example, 
like it's literally like you beat these three levels you can't advance any further without dumping 10 bucks into the game is that right or wrong that people would debate but it, it kind of misleads you because it's not free to play at that point yeah yeah for, for me it's just i look at the price and it's like 199 for free orbs free orbs get you nothing <laughs> So that kind of sucks. And the next option then is get ten orbs for five ninety nine, and that's a lot of money. That's that's just for just two characters, I think, which are random. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that I mean that that's going to be an issue no matter what. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think they kind of have you buy them straight up but yeah i do especially being that there seems to be classes of them as well it's like characters yeah. you want rotate in and out so like what's gonna really suck for people is like when there's like a certain group that you want and you don't you have to buy the orbs for that but again i think like, that's not much different than a lot of mobile games no and, and it's actually just the five star characters that are that elusive like getting four star characters is super easy I have like complete team of four star characters, except for one one five. I have one five star character. And you can uh, there are ways for you to, um, what was I going to say? There are ways for you to enhance them, right? Or what do the feathers do? Yes, yes, yes. If if you get a character up to level twenty, and then you need these um, the feathers and you also need some other material. I don't know what it's called. In, in the training room, you can uh, get these um, shards, or I don't know what they oh, call yeah, them. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you can use those combined with the feathers to um, upgrade a character basically to the next higher star class. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can make my four star characters into five star characters if I have enough of the materials, which I don't have at this point, because even that is a lot of stuff. You need like twenty thousand feathers, and well, you just let me got check. Ten thousand feathers. So yeah, but I got those, and from other ones I earned, I'm at thirteen thousand right now. Um, let me check. Uh, for one upgrade, I need, for example, Raven. If I want to upgrade him, I need 20,000 feathers and 20 of green charts. <laughs> so have fun with that. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's probably doable for some characters, and who knows? I might still get lucky and pull a five-star character down the line. Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, and I, I, I mean, I know it's not a defense, but it, like I said, it is a, a lot like a lot of mobile games I play. Um, especially being that I'm a mobile game whore for brands now, so I'm playing this. I'm playing the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, game. I'm playing, Which is good, by the way. I, I think they're all good. Uh, it's just that they all have those very similar systems where like, there's a currency, there's a sub-currency, well, there's a... Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu -Oh is very much like Hearthstone. Yeah. But you still have from, like, different from, stuff from. as well, because you can pull different characters who have different abilities and cards that they come yeah. with. Yeah, but like I, I, from what I've played, those felt less important, though, than your, hey. the main thing are the decks. Oh, yeah. And you can still pay. You can still buy packs of cards. I'm playing that new WWE game as well. Um, I also tried that one. That is 
decent as well. It's decent, but it's so weird. It's my main problem with it is that it's slow. It, it well, it is slow, but it's also such a big disconnect between a rusty match and a puzzle game. <laughs> and, like some of the elements of like how you pin and kick out and stuff like that. Um, it's, so, yeah. it's so bizarre, but I make I want them to reuse that the, the, that graphical style. It looks like the, the the characters they use from like WWE Sam, that All Star should yeah. say WWE All Star, and I want them to kind of re, reuse that and kind of make an arcade game around this for like Xbox Live, PSN, and uh, the eShop, because I do think that we there can be variety, and I don't necessarily see why waste these re, not necessarily waste them, but not, why not reuse these assets. In an actual proper rushing game. <laughs> yeah. I agree. So, and those characters look kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I like the over-the-top proportions they do. Um, you know, especially being that, again, if it's like an eShop or if it's like a digital title, it gets away from the need to... Let's be honest, the, TH, the, the, the THQ Yoinks engine, which they have still been workshopping for, I, I almost want to say 20 years next year um this isn't the I, I don't know when that shit started i, I don't really don't remember wasn't it early 2000s no i'm I think sure the first smackdown game was in 99 mm, maybe that would make sense because that was around the time smackdown actually premiered um it might be that or mm, early yeah 2000, or early 2000 <laughs> what was I going to say? But yeah, those are you know those are all out, and it's interesting. I mean, mobile game has always been big, but I feel like it's getting more and more notoriety now with um, actual big licensed brands. And yes, March twenty thousand, well, March twenty two thousand. There, there we go. <laughs> um, so I'm curious to see what the future holds because a lot of these are kind of retrofitted games that have been popular on mobile anyhow like i mean mm-hmm. I've that strategy rpgs and rpgs in general are fine fits for mobile because they're like this is mostly touch base and it doesn't yep. take anything away from the game at all if anything it makes it easier i think um, yeah totally and it's the same thing the wwe game is just the basically bejeweled or any match three game that we've had from Pop Cap and it, it's Cap. most comparable, I would say, to like Puzzle From, Quest. Yeah, Puzzle Quest and Marvel's done that. Um, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh game, like you said, is Hearthstone, but even then, a card battle game isn't something wholly unique to no. mobile. Um, it's just that Yu-Gi-Oh is a much bigger brand than I expected. <laughs> um, it, it, it's still big, apparently. It's a huge brand, but like I, I, I honestly thought it kind of died down. But I same. But I think they said it reached like 25 million downloads already. I'm like, wow, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh's putting it in work. Uh, <laughs> safe thing. I, I mean, like some of these games, I think they should revisit because there's been a few Digimon games and a few Monster Rancher games, which I don't think did anything. And I feel like both of those brands can kind of do it with a resurgence. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, moving on from mobile, which honestly is probably the most we've talked about mobile in five years of doing this show. Uh, I mean, why not? If something interesting pops up, why not talk about it? Yeah, I, 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 I mean, that. I mean, everyone has, almost everyone at this point has a smartphone. So I, I think when something interesting happens or comes out, or we should talk about it. I mean, uh, there is a lot of crap, but some sometimes there might actually be something good. I will, I will just say this much. Um, the big problem, and I'm sure this will be an issue Nintendo has as well. The big problem with mobile games, though, is like, they kill the battery in no time. Like, I can pay for them <laughs> for maybe an hour. 
before my battery's like no battery oh battery so I don't pay, I only pay it at home which kind of defeats the purpose <laughs> uh, I mean it also it also requires an internet connection I think that I, all of these games I actually think require an internet connection so yeah most most of these free to play games seem yeah. to yeah so there's that um, but yeah we'll be back with more impressions of that stuff especially with Fire Emblem um you know, they have, like, the wiki of the wiki or bi-wiki events. I'm kind of curious to see what the WWE one does for WrestleMania. I would love to see a lot of old costumes um, and characters come out for that. Because they have a lot of, you know, like, you can get Seth Rollins from NXT. You can get Seth Rollins from The Shield and stuff like that. So it would be mm-hmm. awesome if you had the WrestleMania attire for characters. I'm also curious how, like, Fire Emblem will hold, hold up in the long run. I think we'll hold up better than Mario. Uh, I mean, just because Mario's one flat fee, where this is, you know, you don't necessarily need, like Pokemon Go, for example. Pokemon Go, I don't think many people pay. I mean, people still pay to a great number, but it's not as much as it was last summer. But it still continues to be one of the like, top five grossing apps because there's just a, grump, a bunch of people who still pay and are dedicated to spend the money on it. And you don't, you, you need a small percentage of people to do that, and you're good for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, I have not played this yet, but uh, I played the original beta or alpha. Uh, have you checked that the new For Honor beta? Uh, no, I also only played the alpha. last yeah. alpha or whatever it was. Well, it's now open for the public, which I realize is not something you say because I said that last week, and everybody on Twitter started to bug me about it. <laughs> uh, so. What did you think about the original Alpha? I have to say, I kind of liked the combat. Um, and for the most part, I actually spent my time in the 1v1 matches because I thought the combat was the most fun uh, in, in that scenario. As soon as I got into these... What is the team size? 4v4? Or was it 3v3? Uh, is it 3v3? I thought it was 2v2. No, no, the biggest ones, where you have to capture points. Oh, I think that's 4v4. Yeah, I I don't think I enjoyed that mode that much. Um, I think the the idea of pushing these uh, nobody characters in the middle was interesting, but uh, the combat was no fun once you had to deal with more than one enemy player. Because it doesn't feel like there's... If everyone is competent at it, I don't think you have any chance at all against multiple people. Yeah, I mean, it. it I, I, well, no, not 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 if they gang up on you. But then, that, yeah, that's what I mean. But like for your team, that also means like if there's two people going after one person, that that might be two or two undefended spots that you can go after. Hmm. So it's kind. It's kind of like any type of uh, multiplayer game where you have to depend on your teammates to do the right thing because you don't necessarily want backup and then like three of your teams on one spot which leaves everything else undefended yeah i i agree but i just from my experience it it, those scenarios were never much fun in a first person shooter i feel more competent at dealing with multiple people like because you're unlike in this game i guess you run into crowds so at least one person's weird enough some of your um, it's uh, AI. Like it, yeah, you're pretty much screwed because there's no way to properly combat 
two people, especially dependent on where you are, because like there were places in the beta where like you're on narrow edges, so it's like you can't really navigate around them, and they can knock you off, which will do a ton of damage anyhow. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 spacing. It's kind of watching your back. There's no good way to defend against two people. Um, so yeah, that 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 doesn't make it fun. So yeah, and and, and the the thing is, um, I even if if I would just play the one v one thing, or if it's only thing you like end up liking that game, I still think that's more than enough for a multiplayer part. Probably, I just. To remind people, I really liked Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and the, that game had a multiplayer mode, and what I played most of it was the 1v1 lightsaber battles in it. And and, and this game kind of gave me the feeling of of that game mode, in, in a sense. I mean, I didn't really have force powers, but you have some special abilities. So, I mean, it, it's interesting. I might try to download the beta, but I also know I won't have time this weekend. Um, I, I might have it on my I might have it on my Xbox from the previous one, because um, like if you were in the original alpha, they just rolled you into that program, and I don't really yep. need stuff too much. So, yeah. So, what about the other one? Uh, Ghost Recon's Wildlands. Wildlands, yeah, um, yeah. I, I was in the closed beta of that one, but. I think the open one starts next week. I'm not sure. Next week or a week, week after that. Um, and I've been really disappointed by that game. I felt like it could be decent, but there are a couple of issues. One of them is technical. Um, so, well, imagine you have this open world, which is... Not unusual for a Ubisoft game. <laughs> um, I mean, if you didn't have open world game, I'd begin to question if it was an Ubisoft game. And, you know, on this map, there are all these different things you can, like, uh, uh, capture camps, and you can find different materials, or in that, this case, materials are intel, or you can find weapon upgrades. And uh, they are like uh, random encounters, basically, with, with patrols. Does that remind you of any other game? Nope, nothing rings like, a bell. Like, just from the structure. <laughs> nothing rings a bell. It's a lot like Far Cry in that sense. I mean, like, I assume, like, honestly speaking, once they said the Wild Games, I'm like, they're just reusing the um, Far Cry engine, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, it's not the engine, but, like, but structurally. The, I, mean, I mean, but, yeah, it also, I don't know, Ubisoft games are just structured similar. But I'm surprised, because what they, they tend, what they tend to do to hide them is not give them similar, um, not give them similar environments or similar, like, you know, Watch Dogs is a city, Assassin's Creed is ancient past, uh, Far Cry was more jungle areas, and then it was weird. That, and then Ghost Recon itself was more urban... More desert warfare, I guess. It well, was... it was and it wasn't. It depends on which Ghost Recon we are looking at. Like the early PC Ghost Recons had like was mostly uh, like forests and stuff. But yes, go on with this unique. Yeah, and and, and so so my problem with it is 
it's basically structurally Far Cry, but gameplay-wise, it's less interesting than Far Cry. Uh, because you are kind of missing all the cool abilities you have in a Far Cry game. Like, in Far Cry, you you have... Usually, you can shoot. You can do your stealth shooting thing uh, and stuff like that. But in this game, you only have two weapons. You don't have any of the cool um, melee attacks. You, you There is no systemic world interaction that you can, I don't know, uh, get like a bear in an enemy camp or something. Like that. All that interesting stuff from Far Cry is basically missing in this game and is replaced by generic military. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling it. And the technical issue is that the game has huge input lag on consoles. Um, it's like over 160 milliseconds. And you feel that when you move a stick and your character starts moving like a moment later. That's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. So, yeah, my experience with that, kind of disappointed. Um, I guess the thing it has over Far Cry is that it's four-player co-op. But for me personally, that's not a game saver. Huh, well, I'm kind of curious. Now, is it full-on co-op? Because I used to play the old Ghost Recon games, and at times it was, like, custom missions, and not necessarily, like, the story or campaign. It's the full thing. You can just play with four people. Okay, I might look into that. Then. You, you, have, you have always free AI guys with you otherwise. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing I have played actually play a lot of is Neo. <laughs> and Neo is tough. Kinda <laughs> I don't even think it's that tough. Uh, uh, considering I played all the Souls games, I don't think it's particularly tougher or easier than any of those. For To me, it feels a lot like difficulty-wise like Bloodborne. Um, and actually, a lot of the skills from Bloodborne translate well to this game because Bloodborne was more about dodging and stuff, and that's also what you need to do in in Neo a lot. But Neo, to me, like saying it's Dark Souls clone is selling it short. It, it takes the basic structure of 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 um, a Souls game in that. It's difficult, every enemy can kill you, you have, uh, or has a good chance at killing you, let's say it that way. And uh, you have, like, instead of bonfires, you have, like, these, these altars that you can pray and then level up, and you gather not souls, but you gather Amarita stones, which you can use to, to improve your character. But other than that, it's feels really different because the, the combat feels more like a Ninja Gaiden game than a Souls game. It's very quick. You have um, a lot of different weapon classes and um, every weapon you can use in three different styles. Like there's a low style, medium style and a high style and they basically the differentiator is that the low style does less damage, but it's quicker, and, and the highest style, for example, is slower, but does the most damage. And for a lot of weapons, it also has the most reach because of how your character holds the weapon. And, um, and then the cool thing is when you level your character, you don't just level the stats, but you 
gain these um you can gain these scrolls which allow you to get new skills it's basically like a skill tree right and in the skill tree you can un- un- basically unlock uh different abilities for your different styles so for example in the beginning you can just in in let's say the medium style with the normal sword you can just slash heavy heavy slash is basically a stab and the quick slash is like a slash so and then you can unlock for example a kick so at the end of a combo you can like say you can do a square 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 and then at the end of the combo you hit triangle and then at the end of your combo you do a kick and that kick uh, results in your enemy using a lot of stamina and you want your enemies to lose stamina because then you can, they can attack rally and you are able to stagger them which allows you then to do like uh, really damaging critical attacks but what it also allows you is other skills you can unlock are like uh, counters or counter moves. For example, I have one which lets me neutralize an enemy and basically like shove them besides me so he walks off and then I hit him in the back with the butt of my sword. And that makes him also lose a lot of stamina and that's a counter move. And, and and you get all these different kind of moves and then you can customize them for your different styles, which ones you want to actually use for which style. And and that makes it really interesting So because because you know how you like to fight and, and what is useful in different enemies. And you can design it however you want. And that's super cool. Also, the game is more loot-heavy in the sense that there are rarities for items. There are specific items, but there are rarities. And a rare item might have better stats, for example, can improve how much stamina you have or you get more gold while fighting and stuff like that. I also really like the mission structure of how they have main missions which progress the story and are usually in bigger maps, but they also have side stories which are small maps or sometimes they use reuse of the parts of the big maps and then just make you go through it a different way and have different enemies in there and stuff like that. It's really, really cool, and so far for me, I would even say it's like an early game of year contender for me. It's that good. That's, have you beat it yet, or are you still working through it? Not yet, not yet. It, it's also very, very long. Um, <laughs> I'm far, I'm far along, but um, I'm at like the, on the third landmass. I don't know how many there are. I think there might be four or five. So, and I probably have. I, I don't know when did it come out for me on Wednesday. I think i don't know might have played for 30 hours or something like that already i'm not sure okay so yeah it's it's a fantastic game also looks really nice and it running at 60 frames per second is also really good so yeah i'm i'm i was already sold on it based on um the alphas that they did um i was really into those um but i'm i'm almost shocked how amazing it ended up being um because team ninja's last few games have not exactly been great uh ninja gaiden 3 was a mess and i also wasn't a big fan of the last dead or alive to be honest 
Yeah. So. Wait, was Ninja Gaiden 3 their ass? I mean, that. Because Ninja Gaiden 3 is what? Five years old? I'm pretty sure that was their last character action game, wasn't it? Huh. And then they made DOA, and I, I think it's the Ninja Gaiden team that that worked on on um, on Neo. I'm pretty sure, at least parts of them. Oh no, they also made Dead or Life Extreme free. Okay, but still, I mean, huh? I I guess I didn't realize how big of a gap it's been for them, because yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. so uh, no, they also made Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus. I don't know what that is. It was like the updated Ninja Gaiden 2. Oh. So, I mean, that's and Yai- oh, they also made Yaiba. Oh, right. Well, at okay. least they work with Spark Unlimited okay, on Yaiba. So yes, that's why they have such an nefarious reputation recently. Yeah, that game I was also You forgot about that game. <laughs> Yaiba Ninja Gaiden. Uh, <sighs> yeah, back when the Game Awards would put anything up there. <laughs> Ah, mm. oh, and they helped out on Hyrule Warriors. Huh, I, I guess they are there. I mean, it would explain the boob fixes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Neo is a fantastic game. Gets full recommendation for me. It's really good. And I haven't even, like, I have just unlocked new features while reaching the new landness. So there's still new stuff for me to see. Like, I unlocked, like, this clan feature, and I still haven't tried out the co-op. <laughs> so, and this is... Is it PlayStation 4 only, or is it PS4? It's PS4 exclusive, yeah. Okay. So, yes, there you go. So, I guess real quick, um, news, stuff to talk about. And I guess if we want to talk about dead franchises... We might as well talk, start off with the fact that uh, this week it was announced that Netflix is doing a Castlevania animated series. Um, yeah. I just want to reiterate that it's animated because I've seen a few people report that it's a live action series and I don't know where it came from. Um, if I'm not... Maybe people just think of Netflix of these not animated shows, I guess. Yeah, Netflix does a lot of animated shows now, too. I, I know. I know that, but they might not. Yeah, and it's uh, it's an R-rated Because it's usually kids' shows, that's why. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, is it R? No, it's not R. What is well, there's a quote of some one of the person working on it, producer, I think. And he said, I'm producing... Wait, let me check who it is. Um, Adi Shankar, it's executive producer. He also worked on The Grey, Dread, Lone Survivor, and that Power Rangers short movie that was, like, super violent. Yeah. Um, so he said, I'm producing a super violent Castlevania miniseries with my homies Fred Seibert and Kevin... What is it? Uh, Colder. Uh, Kevin Colder, yeah. I'm going... It's going to be dark, satirical, and after a decade of propaganda, it will flip the vampire jab- sub-genre on its head. Whatever that means. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Um, I was going to point out, though, um, that it's also written by Warren Ellis, or some of it was written by Warren yeah. Ellis. Um, but I understand... I, I, I mean, the reason I was asking if it was R-rated wasn't necessarily if it was R-rated, but because our TV shows don't use the same ratings as our movies do. So, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it would be similar to an R rating, but like how we have M for mature for video games, R. There's another one for TVs, and I forget if it's R or if it's like TVMA, which is like mature adult. I think I've seen TVMA a couple of times. Yeah, so I think it might be MA. So that's what I was trying to figure out. But I also, I understand it to a point, but I also don't necessarily think Castlevania needs to be like R. It doesn't necessarily, no. Uh, so I'm curious to see what it, it brings. It's also it seems like a weird project across the board, because um, you mentioned some of the stuff he's done, but he's also done like stuff for Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Um, mm-hmm. So his resume is all over the place. But I mean, it's animation. But more like okay, from what I understand, I think he said it's based off of Castlevania Three, which okay. uh, which is an odd Castlevania game to pick, I would think. Um, it's interesting. It's a good one. It's a good one, but it's also almost 30 years old. Well, let's be honest. Will that really matter for the show? No, but that's what I mean. It's like, why not just base it off of, like, why that one specifically? Like, I understand going back to, like, the NES. I mean, have you seen the story of Lords of Shadows? I'm not even talking about Lords of Shadows, but, like, why not just base it off of the Belmont can in general? <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, I guess. Instead of just... I mean, I... I would have to check the Castlevania uh, timeline again because the Castlevania timeline is weird. But please continue. <laughs> uh, it's very weird. I mean, because they go back and f- I mean, it's worse than the Zelda timeline. Like, oh I'd, yeah. I'd imagine it'd probably go Kingdom Hearts, Castlevania, at least, Zelda. At least timeline. At least the timeline doesn't split. No. <laughs> well, it may maybe, <laughs> but yes, it's because I mean they they what they basically do is they just kind of spread it out like every hundred years he returns and it's a different yeah Castlevania 3 is actually before the first Castlevania okay so maybe that's why they're going back I don't know or maybe I I can't remember is Castlevania 3 no Castlevania 2 is the one with the town which one is Castlevania because I was about to say maybe it's it's again like the first one okay because I was about to say maybe they wanted to do it so it's not stuck in a castle the entire season but if they're doing that, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think it's one. It's actually one of the first in the timeline, and two. It's about Trevor Belmont, and Alucard is also part of it from Symphony of the Night. And I can see how that all these these characters are interesting for a TV show's perspective. Yeah, I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I will say this much, and I said this much on Twitter, is I think more than, well, definitely more than movies, I think cartoon has been much better to video games than any other medium outside of video games. Mm-hmm. So I do have confidence in that much. Because, you know, you can say, like, you can point to video game movies and say there's been no good ones. You can point to a handful of video game cartoons and say they've been good to great ones. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, some some of them are questionable how great they are. But Pokemon's been around for almost 20 years now. Digimon was good for a while. Um, you know, the Sonic cartoons, depending on which ones you watch, were decent. <laughs> um, you know, I, I remember people having... I, I remember like in the original Street Fighter cartoon. Um, I don't know if it holds it's- up... Not good. Yeah, I don't know if it holds yeah. up in hindsight, but as a kid, it was Kaiofu and there was a bunch of fun characters. I used to like Mortal Kombat's Defenders of the Realm. I try to revisit that, and it doesn't hold up as well. Um, I would mm-hmm. even say I was a fan of like the Mario cartoons, not the original, but like the Mario Three and Mario World ones were good. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, Battletoads. Wait, what's no Battletoads was in cartoon. Double Dragons was a decent cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, just just you know, and then stuff like Beautiful Joe, Kirby Kirby right back at you. Stuff like that were decent. So it's not. It, there's not been many outright disasters for it, so it's a very interesting thing. And Netflix, like I said, has actually had some very quality animation. Um, I like their Voltron series. Um, Troll- I like Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters was okay. I felt like Troll Hunters was two shows mashed into one season. Mm. Um, I mean, I haven't watched the whole thing. I just checked the first episode okay, to see I, if it's Yeah, so I watched it because like, it's basically, it feels like it fits into two halves, and I feel like 13 was the end of one season, and then it just goes on for another 13 episodes. So I'm like, oh, this is like season two. But I feel like, and I feel like they did that because Anton uh, Yakovich? Yerichin. Yerichin. That passed away. Yerichin. Yerichin. Passed away, and they just wanted to do all of his work um, in one season. Because they did announce a season two recently, and I'm kind of curious to see what they do with that. Well, they probably have to recast him. Well, I'm sure they're going to recast him. <laughs> like, you can recast him and make him older or something like that, because, you know, he's a like, he's in high school or junior high school. You can say he's going through puberty. <laughs> but, but yeah, for, for me, it's like uh, the animated efforts have been interesting from um, MathPix, at least, and... Um, and it's a good creative Ro- Warren Ellis' writing, it has me hopeful, I think. Yeah. That, I, that's probably the biggest thing for me. What I'm more curious about, though, is in the grand scheme of things, is what does this mean for Castlevania? Because, like, it feels like Konami... <laughs> It feels like Konami probably retired it after the Shadows. Would they go back and make maybe redo Castlevania three? Would they release a two D? Would they do a new two D? Like, are they going to do anything to tie into the fact that this is probably the most mainstream exposure the franchise is going to get in some time? I would say. If this show becomes a hit, they will do something. See, but that see that's backwards because like even if it becomes a hit, if you're waiting to find out if it becomes a hit, then you're you're already behind the ball. Yeah, but that's just the kind of respect I have for Konami, and I I think that's how they work. <laughs> uh, I mean that that very much can be true. Um, on the same note, or a similar note, uh, Take Two announced that they are partnering up with people. They haven't said who to do some video game um, video game movies based off of their properties. Ooh, eh. which ones? See, that's the thing. They didn't say which ones, and the ones <laughs> you think of when you hear Take Two, I think Bioshock. See, okay, I, I see. I think Rockstar first, <laughs> and. To me, Rockstar makes... Well, I don't think they make interesting games, but that's another thing. But I, I, I feel like a lot of the games that I associate with Take-Two are just kind of like very generic movies. Like, Grand Theft Auto would be a crime drama or a heist yeah. movie. Red Dead would be a western. Mafia would be a mafia movie. <laughs> I mean... Um, but GTA would be a name. Yes, G- GTA would be a name. I don't think Mafia and I don't think Red Dead would be as much of a name. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It's also that Westerns aren't really in favor with us right now. Even something like this, Magnificent Seven, didn't set the world on fire. I like that movie. But you kind of expanded out, and you're right. A Bioshock, I see potential in. Boy. Yeah, I mentioned, I actually only mentioned Bioshock because I, I know that Gore Verbinski tried for a while to make a Bioshock movie. 
but he couldn't because he really wanted to make it R-rated and they wouldn't let him. I can understand that. You probably want to... Because, you know, the problem with R ratings is that you do limit your audience. You know, like, Deadpool is an extreme exception to that rule. Yeah. Um, but it, but it's, it's, also, it's, I can see why you would want to make that for a Bioshock movie. Because a lot of it... I mean, you want to see all that shit, right? Well, I mean, you can get creative. I mean, you can get creative with it. We'll see. Uh, Borderlands, I think, has potential. Um, yeah. I don't really know how you would structure it, though. Hmm. Not yet. But the characters in the world is interesting enough. It, it would kind of be like Mad Max, when you think about it. With Mad Max with humor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, I'm saying that. I'm kind of sold on that idea now. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. We've already tried Max Payne. That is out there, if you want to check that out. <laughs> No, no, you shouldn't check that out. <laughs> I didn't Let me should, tell you. I didn't say you should check it out. I'm just saying it's out there if you want to check it out. Um, Midnight. No, but I am putting out a warning. No, you shouldn't check that out. <laughs> uh, Midnight Club, I feel like would kind of either end up being like the uh, Fast franchise. or At least ones. Or be like the movies that try to be like the Fast franchise. <laughs> a mm. Redline and um, crap. What is that one with the motorcycle? <sighs> I, I don't remember. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're not good. Because... It's, it's really bad, except for the scene where they fight kung fu on bikes. <laughs> but you see, that's the thing: is you have to embrace it completely or not at all. Because like Fast and the Furious has embraced the fact that it's an inherently stupid franchise. I mean, when you have them, well, one, when you have them parachuting cars out of an airplane, you kind of reach that point. But you look at the trailer for the Fate of the Furious, and they're using submarines on ice to drop. I don't, I don't, I can't really explain that scene without seeing it. And it's like, how do you top that, though? How do you embrace something more insane than that with cars? And you can't. Mm-hmm. And, yep. the, and the other one that I actually think might be interesting, depending, again, on how they take the angle, would be XCOM. Yeah! Yeah! Now that you mention it, XCOM could be kind of cool. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of potential in these, but, I mean, it, 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 one, it depends on who they partnered with, what they haven't said yet. Um, mm-hmm. And two, it depends on what franchises they go with, because, like, again, like, to me, it would be Grand Theft Auto, it would be, like, LA no, not LA no, Red Dead or something like that. Like, their biggest franchise outside of that, you can't use, because it's NBA. Like, you can't license the NBA, because the NBA would license the NBA. And that, <laughs> those movies haven't really done well. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, at the same time, I don't, I forget the exact list, but Ubisoft also said that they're continuing work on their movies. I assume half of those will get shelved after... I think right now Assassin's Creed sits at like 210 million worldwide, which seems like a decent number until you realize that they spent 140 million making it. And I think the Golden Rule in Hollywood is at least two and a half times your budget just to make the money back. Mm-hmm. And then that's just to break even, not even to make money. And then you factor in the fact that of that 210 OE about 55 million of it came domestically which is where you get the biggest cut 
Um, so yeah, I really don't see them. Well, I, I can see them pursuing other ones, but that budget's going to come down massively <laughs> with anything else. And so is the star yeah. power. So I think Assassin's Creed was probably their biggest, um, and it's also their biggest brand. So I don't yeah. know what they would expect from anything else. So I'm expecting that that was their that was their home run pitch, and that fell massively short of the wall. So I'm curious to see what else they do with these. Um, I think they have Division. They said they want a Rabbits movie. Um, I'm sure they uh, they actually done, they, there's actually a Far Cry movie out there. I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not recommend Far Cry. Like there are a lot of video game movies I've seen. <laughs> Far Cry is probably one of the worst that is not touched by Ubo. Wait, I think he might have directed that. So it's it's his. It's his. So yes, it, it's his. Okay. Is it worse than 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 it, what's the not, other one? It's not worse it, than Fear Drain. Um, no, I was thinking of it's fuck, better. Uh, well, it's, okay, I think House of the Dead is better than it, and I think Post Two is better. House of the Dead is awful. House of the Dead is awful, but it has good awfulness to it. Like, I'm a fan of the fact that they try to use the video game cutscenes in the movie. And, like, video game, like, we're, you know, like, you know, I, we discuss this sometimes. Like, video game graphics, sometimes, you know, you think you kind of hit that, that, that threshold, like, you can't get any better than this. Or at least I do. And then, like, it comes around and the game kind of knocks it out of the park. Video game graphics, though, at that time, age very, very rapidly. So, like, House of the Dead, I think, 2 came out in, like, 1999. House of the Dead, the movie, came out in 2003. So there's four years between when that game came out and when the movie came out, and they're using graphics from 1999 to make it seem special. And I watched this movie in 2010, so I'm, what, 11 years removed from the video game coming out. So imagine how dated it looked back then. So I'm like, this is a novel idea that made no sense, but it's very novel. Mm. But yeah, I was thinking about Alone in the Dark, by the way. I've not seen that one yet. Mm, that's uh, bad. Cause yeah, he's done. Um, where is he? he's done Postal. He's done In the Name of the King. Yep. House of the Dead, Blood Rain, and Far Cry. Yep. <laughs> just, just so all listeners know, you should not watch any of those. <laughs> <laughs> really, don't. Don't. Or you're welcome if you're interested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yes, maybe maybe not revisit the Far Cry franchise in movie form for a while. Um, but yes, uh, so Ubisoft is on that. So that's Ubisoft. That's Take Two. That's Castlevania, and I think that's all of the medium um, news that we have right now, right? Well, um, not the only news, thing... but the um, like stuff related to video games outside of video games. Yeah. Okay. So what else do we have on the docket? Well, we have quasi confirmation that Destiny 2 is coming out this year. Well, I, I feel like it's not quasi confirmation. I feel like it's got, I feel like we know it's coming out this year. It's more that we also have some it, early details about it. Because yeah, was it Kutaku who reported that if Destiny 2 does not come out this year, that um, Activision ends up owning a big part of Bungie. Yeah, but now there has been some retraction, or I think some people came out that that might not be the case. So I don't know. Okay, that's good to know because I can see them setting up like that contract, but that's so scuzzy. Yeah, 
and and but the interesting thing is that it's definitely like a full sequel coming 2017. There was most of the stuff came out of the earnings call from Activision, and the aim is to broaden the franchise global reach, and and they also want have follow up content plans again, and they are very well aware of how much content drawed there was for the first Destiny, and they don't want that to happen again with this one. So, Well, I mean, I think over time, I think Destiny really became something special for a lot of people. But yeah, that initial offering, I think, turned people off, and the fact that the expansion packs helped, but it was... And it's not like Destiny's a bad-selling game. It's just that I think the engagement over time fell to a very hardcore audience. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you... Because it's not a very complex game either. So I don't know how you make it more user-friendly without like, really just making it dumb. I mean, a lot of speculation has been that what they mean by that is that this will be a fresh start. That they are not going to be building on um, on the first Destiny. So you basically will have to do a new character and stuff like that, which, which will would which make is, it easier to get in. Which I, which is fine, which, I, which is what I would expect from a sequel. But I don't know how that makes... I mean, I guess I guess over time as it's improved, that, you know, like Taken King, you started with level 30, 35 or something like that, and then mm-hmm. with the other expansion packs. So I guess in that sense, but I, I would have to say, it's, not a, it's never been an issue about getting into Destiny, because it's just, again, you can play with friends or people on your level and get through the story missions and not have to worry about like, the PvP stuff for a while. So I don't know... Like, if people weren't buying it the first year, what is going to change this time around? Hey, don't ask me. I'm not making that game. Yeah, especially being that when it launched, it was on four different platforms, and this will be on two or three, I guess. I don't know if there's a... I assume there's a PC version. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm always in... in, I I assume they have to say stuff like that because, you know, nobody wants to say, we expect to kind of keep the status quo or whatever. But I don't... Yeah, it's it's an earnings call, so yeah. they always want to reach a bigger audience and expand and and make more money. But yeah, like if it was if it's something like Dark Souls, I kind of get. But, but like it was basically Halo with skill trees, which wasn't very complicated skill trees. You had a handful of abilities for any of the three. Like, there were three classes, and like two abilities mm-hmm. for each. It's not it's not rocket science. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, what else do we have? I mean, I think... Uh, the Steam, Steam Greenlight thing? Oh, yeah, I guess. Steam Greenlight stuff, which I am... Um, I mean, I think I think most people kind of knew that was going to have to go away or be revamped in some fashion. I think mm. that it's... Like, there's no... There's no proper way to curate an online store. I don't think anybody's figured out a way... Um, you've, people have tried jimming it in it, and that just hurts you because you might miss out on the next big thing. People have tried, everybody can do stuff, but then the recognition and um, brand kind of... And you get fed with crap. So what they're trying now is they're going to run a Steam Green Knight, and they're introducing... If, what is the new thing called? That Steam Direct. And what this does, if I'm reading this, if I understand it correctly, is that you now have to pay a fee to be um, featured 
well, not featured, but to kind of get on there so that you're investing something instead of anybody trying to put their games out. Like, there's some mm-hmm. initial investment. Um, so, you know, there's always going to be that fight. It's like, does this help anybody? Does this hurt anybody? Because you end up with stuff like, what is that one that Jim Sterling was fighting with? Digital Homicide? Mm-hmm. Where they just kind of take assets and piss out any game that they can and hope that it kind of breaks in money. But depending on how much the fee is, you kind of, again, hit the... You, you end up in the barrier that Nintendo was on the Wii, where Nintendo had a certain threshold that you, before you can get paid out. So what that meant is either a lot of people ended up giving out games, or you just didn't bring your games to that system. Yep. And that, again, that hurts people, because there are certain games that might need that early funding from early access or Green Knight to kind of become a full package, and if you have to put in more money to even get it out there, you're probably not going to give it away for free or charge a premium so that you can actually recoup your cost. So, I mean, I understand like some people's argument is like this doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the developers and it doesn't help the players. It helps Steam because then they can curate it without curating it. Yeah. So, I get, I, I'm curious to see what it, it's like. If I assume... If it's detrimental, I can see Valve revisiting this in like a year and saying like this didn't work. We're gonna go back to St- uh, Green Knight or Early Access or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, Stream Green Knight was such a weird thing. I don't know. It really t- didn't turn out to be what well, anyone yeah. wanted it to be. And, and and again, like I said, there are certain problems in this world that if anybody found a solution for it, they'd be rich. I think finding a way that you can somehow curate every game that comes to your online digital store, and this is mobile, this is console, this is PC, um, so that all your quality games come through would be rich. It's the same way that if anybody ever finds out how to stop scalpers from buying all the tickets, they'd be rich. But it's a very complex problem that um, has been going on. I mean, this is more recent for Steam, but it's it's anything. Like, there's no guarantee. Like, look at TV. Like, how many shows are green at a year, and how many of them actually become hits? Um, yeah movies like we've seen we've seen movies that are that surprise people we've seen movies that have all the back in the world that end up bombing there's no right or wrong from yet and i think curation oe and curation in the long term oe hurts consumers and that it limits their options to actually find that next hidden gem but at the same time if you have to to use a saw metaphor if you have to dig through a pile of needles to find that gem is it worth it Mm. So yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what becomes of this, and I'm curious to see what becomes of um, some of those companies that use uh, Steam Green Knight to their advantages. So, yeah, I mean, I, I imagine some of them might move to mobile because apparently Android oh. still has no curation. <laughs> so, I see what you mean. <laughs> I mean, I love Android for that fact that you can find, like, 50,000 things to do one thing if you need it. But at the same time, you can find, like, 50,000. Like, I've already gone through, like, a dozen Twitter apps just trying to find the right one mm-hmm. because they all do something different. And none of them do everything I want, so. So, yeah. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before you end up wrapping? No. I, fi- I think we're good, news-wise. We're good. I mean, I guess the only other thing... Oh, it's not really news. I was going to say that Nintendo has... One, it's so... I mean, I'm super excited for it, but it's so weird to think about the fact that the Switch is only in three weeks. 
as it is recording, but there's still a lot of stuff that we kind of need to know now. <laughs> Because um, mm-hmm. it's weird that some of the questions people are asking three weeks out isn't clear. Though, I guess kind of, I mean, it's not official yet, but it came out that they're online. It's going to be about 20 25 bucks a year, which I think is actually a reasonable price. Uh, mm. I mean, I'd rather, I still rather free, but it's reasonable. <laughs> to, to me, it's like that's probably the most, they, but what they can ask for with what they are delivering, at least what it looks like so far. Yes, I'm still, I'm still, still hoping against hope. That that cell phone app is not the only thing. <laughs> but it seems like everything's pointing towards that. I, It's still incomprehensible to me. So, But I guess we will see. Like I said, I'm all for the cell phone app. I think it's a great idea. As a companion In addition. App, yeah. <laughs> like, I would definitely app, like, Xbox, like, I'm on my way home. I can set up a game with friends before I get in the house. That's awesome. That's a great idea. <laughs> Except I want to be able to turn my Xbox into the same thing if I'm home already. <laughs> and, you know, yep. I'd have to use my cell phone if I actually wanted to talk to them. <laughs> because I don't use my cell phone to talk to people now. So, <laughs> so yes. Um, so that's in three weeks. Um, well, you know, I don't think there's any German events. I don't know if Daniel's going to any of the events. I know they're in, uh, <laughs> they're in Europe, which I say, because apparently they're only in, like, Maine and London for... Um, Three weeks, I think Birmingham, England, and I forget where they're going, but they're in that area. So yes, and I think we're we're in Washington this week, and I think they're in they're in a few places in the states the next few weeks. But I've already gone hands on. Um, so yeah, we shall see. So for Martin and myself, this has been a new episode of Do Wilting. Catch you when we catch you. Bye.